tonight, I, I just want you guys to really just focus on Jesus. Because he's the reason we're here, amen. He's the reason we came here tonight. Whether you came here for, for, for something else, um, he drew you here. And, and he wants to speak to you tonight. And um, I wasn't, uh, there was a moment in my life where I was in the situation where, man, it was, it was dark. And, and I was desperate. I remember sitting, I, I was beaten up with life. And, and I remember sitting on my girlfriend's bed and, and I was just like, man, I was like, I was defeated. I was like, man, what is going on with my life? I was hustling on the street, but basically I learned this gift from three years old to play the violin. And the only way that I was surviving was playing my violin, busking on the street to, to pay this loan that I had from a car that was stolen from me. And, and, and that's the only way I could pay this loan. So I had to do something because my girlfriend couldn't pay for it. But then I'm sitting on this bed. I've replied for like 40 jobs and got none. I was overqualified for these jobs. I just didn't get it. And I was sitting on the bed and I just began to cry. And I was just like, man, I was broken. I was so beaten up. I was just like, man, what is going on with my life? I've tried everything. Nothing's working. I just don't get it. Have you ever been there? Maybe you're there right now. Maybe, you know, you've got mountains in your life that are just, man, they seem unconquerable. They seem like, man, they're just too big to even begin to climb. Well, that's how I felt. And tonight I want to encourage you from the, from the book of Romans because Paul, he knew about struggles, but he also knew about who Jesus was and what he could do if an individual would just begin to trust him and begin to believe who Jesus said he is and what he can do in an individual's life. Amen. So I want to take you there. And I've called this message tonight because I know your theme is love this, uh, this, this month. It's finishing the 31st and we're going to finish it strong. Amen. And I've called this message, Love Conquers All. Amen. If you could go to um, the book of Romans, if you've got your Bibles, uh, chapter 8, and uh, we're going to go to verse 31. And I just want to pray first because I believe that God is the one that speaks to us, not me. And I want to get out the way tonight. So if you join with me in prayer. Dear Lord, I pray as we open your word, I pray that you would just speak to people what you want to say. Lord God, I pray that there would be real life encounters of your love tonight. Lord God, that whatever people need, that they would just receive it from you tonight, Lord God. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help me, Lord God, to deliver the message that you've given me. And I pray that we would just see the miraculous happen. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. Awesome. All right. So what was going on here? I'll just give you a bit of a rundown. Paul here, just in chapter 7, he was, he was talking about how, you know, the struggle with sin. Even though he wants to do the things of God, somehow he just begins to, man, he knows the right thing to do, but he just slips into the wrong thing. Ever been there? And you're like, no matter how much you try, you're like, man, far out, I just keep slipping up. What is going on here? And it comes into verse uh, chapter 8, and he's, and he's talking about how Jesus is the one. If we live by the Spirit of God, then we can do the things of God and what he wants us to do. Amen? And if we just begin to trust him. But in this where it picks up, it's really Paul, the Apostle Paul, speaking confidently of where his confidence comes from. And I want to pick up there. 
It says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I believe some of us needed to hear that tonight. That there's absolutely nothing. Can, if, you, if you're in Christ Jesus tonight, there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you tonight, just, just a few things that spoke out to me, but that I believe God wants to tell you tonight. And, and I just want to pick up quickly in, in verse 31, it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The first thing I want to say is God is for you. He is for me. He is for every single person that will ever breathe on this planet because he's the one that gave them breath. You know, God is more in love with you than you're in love with you. And that's huge in the, in, in, in the, you know, the Facebook selfie world. Man, we're, there's a lot of people in love with themselves, but God's more in love with you than you are. You know, God is more in love with you than your mum and dad are. He loves you more than them, and that's a whole lot. I know as a father, that is a whole lot. If you've got a spouse here or you're in a relationship, God loves you more than they do. That's how much he loves you. I just want to give you a big perception of how much he loves you. Because so often, the way we look at God is we don't look at him as him for us. We think that he's against us. We're continually looking at going, oh, well, how could God love me? Because look what I've done or look what I'm doing. Well, he does. He's always been for you. He's always going to be for you. He's never going to stop being for you. Come on, we've got to start believing this and start walking in it. He's a good God. And he's not mad at you, he's mad about you. And he wants you to grab the confidence in him and stop having that saying in life, everything is against us, who is for me? Well, God is for you. We're too busy looking at all the bad stuff in the world and letting that dictate how we feel about our life. When God wants us to take what he says and start letting that outwork in our lives. That he's for us, that we can do anything in Christ Jesus. He wants us to take confidence in him. And he wants us, the God of all heaven and earth, to know the all-powerful God that he's got your back. And we can't lose. We've got the winning hand. You know, the fact is that life at the best of times can be difficult. True? 
But one thing I've learned is that I would much rather do life with God than without Him. If God has continued to love me and all my failings, and He's continued to be for me, well, I believe and I'm certain of this, that He will continue to be for you. And I'm 100% where he's taken me from and where he's redeemed me from, man. I've done some bad things in my life, but he still could love me enough. He's your biggest fan. He wants you to know that tonight. He's your biggest fan. In verse 32, this is how I can be so sure. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. You know, before you even, you and I even acknowledged God, he chose us. That's how much he loved us, that he would give his son, that he would say, you know what, man, I'm just going to give my son. I'm going to let him go to the cross. I'm going to let him pay the price for every single sin that they would ever commit. They don't even know who I am yet. They haven't even breathed their first breath, but I'm going to pay the price for mankind that they would be redeemed to me. We've got to to really understand how much the price was that he paid. That was his one and only son that he said, man, this is not good enough. This is not good enough that I would be separated from my creation, that I want them back. I want to be in relationship. I want to be in communion with them. I want it to be back where it was before Adam and Eve ever made a mistake before they even ate that forbidden fruit, that they would be reconnected to me. So I'm going to send my son Jesus. You know, we didn't choose God. We didn't choose Him. He chose us because we are are His, man, He he is so infatuated with us. You know, you may may be here tonight and go, man, how could... How could the God of all heaven and earth choose me? Man, man, I know how people feel about me. Well, he did. He would have gone to the cross if you were the only person that ever breathed. He would have gone to the cross for you. That's, that's the power of the cross and what Jesus did and the sacrifice, the selfless sacrifice. Amen. It was the greatest love exchange that the world would ever, ever know. That heaven, this transaction between heaven and earth, where the God of all creation would just give his son for each and every one of us, that we could we could live life to the fullness, like Pastor Jordan said, that we could come back to life. That we that, that he would actually like a defibrillator, he would actually I'm alive. I love it, I love it. And that price that he paid it, and then it goes on to say that it goes on to say that he gave his own son, but not only that, won't he graciously give you all things? I remember when I came to God, man, I was selling Telstra Clear, but man, I knew nothing about that stuff. Hey, I didn't even know how to turn a computer on, and God gave me this job. It was crazy, but he taught me so much about him. I was just this drug addict, drug addict bum. That, um, that God redeemed, and I ended up selling Telstra Clear. But then later, I had this desire. I, I, just, like, I just had this desire that I wanted to serve God. I was just like, man, I just want to, I tell my workmates, man, I just want to serve God. I just want to, man, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I don't want to work anymore. I just want to serve and be in his house. 
and I just want to do that all my life. So I ended up going to Bible college, and at Bible college, you've got to write essays. And I was like, man, what the? Hey, I, I left school at 15. I didn't even sit fifth form certificate. Maybe many of you might not even know what that is. NCEA, you know, the first level. Basically, man, I hadn't written an essay in my life, and here I'd sign up to this, this Bible college, Vision College, for an internship. And, mate, I didn't know what I was doing. But that is so true that God, Jesus, and him, he will give us all things. And that's a practical thing. He gives us much more. But, man, I became a B student. The first essay I wrote, and I'm honestly flying blind. <laughs> honestly, mate, I didn't know what I was doing, man. I'd write it down, and I'd go, man, this is, this is just fluff, mate. I'm writing all this stuff. I'm going, hey, it'd come back B. Wow, man, I, I was like, man, that was just a load of rubbish that I was writing. Well, that's what, I, that's what it looked like. And, and so, but, but God, he will give you all things in him. He didn't just die on the cross. He, he, he's, he's come to live in you by his spirit, and he's equipped you for your whole life. He knows your life better than you know it yourself. He's come to give you purpose. He's come to give you meaning. He's come to, you know, Pastor Jordan was talking about, hey, talk to your neighbor. He's already given you the words. They're already in your heart to start to speak salvation, healing, and change in your community, in your workplace. We just begin to speak because the spoken word is what makes life come. When we speak it out, God breathes on it. It blows my mind. It really does blow my mind to the amazingness, you know, it says that God will give us all we need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What do you need? What are you needing from God? What are you lacking? I love the fact that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Absolutely none. If you've said yes to Jesus, he's wiped the slate clean. There's nothing. There's no record of anything you've done wrong. He's, he has totally wiped it clean. It says this in verse 34. It says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life. But I love this part. Is it the, Jesus is at the right hand of God, and he is also interceding for us. You know, wow, Jesus, he died on the cross for us, but he's interceding. Now he's interceding for us, praying on the behalf of us every day. He's continuing to pray for us. He's continuing to, to believe that, you know, everything that we're facing, he's lifting us up. He's continuing to lift us up. You may have come, down, come in here with your head down. He wants to, your head to be lifted up because he's interceding for exactly what you're going through right now you know so often we we feel that God where are you God what are you doing man where are, he's right there he's interceding he's praying for you he's believing we serve an amazing God and you know in general whether you serve him or not he's still amazing oh he's still amazing Maybe you haven't met him yet. He's still amazing. Man, when he starts to reveal who he is, then you'll, you will be awestruck. Just a bit of a promo for <laughs> next month. God is good, amen? Get there. 
But you know, the fact is he will, his unconditional love is just going to continue and continue. It's never going to run out. It doesn't matter how many times you slip over or mess up. It's never going to run out. He's just going to keep on loving you. Because it's not about that. It's about the fact that, you know, we know that we didn't deserve it. We know we don't deserve his love, but he, he doesn't look at that. He looks at the potential, who he created you to be. You were created in his image. That's the connection going on. And he just wants to just love on you. You know, some of us, some of us have got a wall up. And we're going, you know what? I don't deserve this. Nah, God, nah. Well, man, God wants you to pull that down and just go, God, man, if your love is real, if you are who you say you are, just, just. Serious. Serious. Because we're coming into his presence and we've got this brick wall. And we're wondering why we're not encountering him. We're going to just pull that down and go, man, God, I'm, I'm here. He knows it all already. He knows your failings. He knows your flaws. And he still loves you. And it's never going to change. His love is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's going to continue to love you no matter what you do, whether you acknowledge him or not. He's still going to love you. What the heck? Oh, that doesn't even come into my, I don't even understand that because, man, I'm not God. In my humanness, how can I keep loving someone when they're hating on me and saying that, man, they're never going to believe in me, they, they don't even, I don't even exist, they use my name as a profanity, they, they, they're blaspheming my name, but he still loves you. And he wants you to know his love, but we have to open up our heart to receive that love. He's not just going to come in. But I tell you what, when he does, wow. You know, it is. It's the love that has no end. It's continual. See, because life can be cruel. It can be hard. It can be unfair. And it can be downright ugly. But the truth is, is that it doesn't matter what we are facing. None of it is ever going to separate us from the love of Jesus. And at times, like I said before, we might feel like God's walked out on us and he's given up. He hasn't given up. He's still interceding. He is still interceding, still believing the best for you. And the best days are ahead of you. They're not behind you. They're ahead of you. And God, he's still got better. We think, man, that was amazing. Last week, I led those people to Jesus. I seen them healed. And now he's still got better. Hey, still got better. If we would just continue to trust him. You know, the only, the, the only, the, the, there's no truth in the fact that he's walked out on you because that's a lie and that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And you need to send it straight back there. Because it's like, nah, that's not for me. That's not from God. That's not who God is. God is love. Therefore, it's not his character, it's who he is. So if it's not love that's coming towards you, then it's not God. Don't be restricted by the, by the schemes of that, that Satan, mate. He's a schemer, conniver. Mate, we're going to tell him to get out of here. And we need to remind ourselves that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You know, no matter what you are facing today, man, you can get through it. And Jesus, you can get through it. You just got to begin to trust him, begin to believe, begin to speak it out. 
and it's going to happen. Amen? I love how the, the Apostle Paul finishes the chapter, and he finishes it so strong. And I think that's where all our confidence can come from, the fact that he loves us. You know, if I think about my son and I, and I think about if I ask him to do something, like if I told him to stand up on that, stand up on that speaker and jump off into my arms, he'd do it. Why? Because he knows I love him. And, and that's the thing, man. We can have full confidence in whatever God's asking us to do and the fact that he loves us. And why would he set us up to fail? He's not going to set us up. He's setting us up to prosper. You know, it says that he has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You've got to begin to trust him. And it says this, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If the band could come up, that'd be fantastic. You know, as I was saying, I was sitting, I was sitting on my girlfriend's bed, and I was crying, and I was like, man, I've tried it all, God. What is going on? What is it that, you know, no, I wasn't even talking to God. I wasn't following God. Sorry. I was sitting there, and I was like, man, what is going on? I said to my girlfriend, she's a bit younger than me, seven years younger than me, and, 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 and I said to her, man, what am I going to do? I'm at the end of the road. You know, is it time to check out? You know, man, this is just, this is getting too hard. Man, I've been playing music on the street for a whole year, and I thought that might be it. You know, it was a love of mine, and it was a passion of mine that I thought that was the answer. Was that the thing that was missing in my life? And so I'd come to the end of that. I was sick of playing music. I was sick of, and I was earning good money. I was earning like 80 bucks an hour, like, you know, to play on the street. But it was... It was just becoming too much. I was addicted to drugs. I had a heavy drug addiction. I was living in a shed. It was just ridiculous. But you know, when I was six years old, maybe even younger, I fell in love with Jesus. And I fell in love with him so hard. And there was, and at the age of seven, I wanted to get baptized. I was just, I was just in love with him. I loved everything about him. I loved the worship. I loved being in his presence. I was just like so in love with him. And our family, we went through a hard time where, you know, mum and dad, they had some hard stuff happen in the church as it does, you know. They say that Christians are the only ones that eat of their own kind. And, and, and they were cut off at the knees. And they, we ended up leaving church. It was everything I ever knew was church and God. And so when I was 15 years old, I started to dabble in drugs and it basically became my God. You know, for the next sort of eight years, I'd find myself and that's all I wanted. I, I gave up everything I dreamed. I, I wanted to be a professional golfer at one point, but everything slipped away because I was on one path and one path to destruction. And Satan, he, he, all he ever wants for us, he wants to rob, steal and destroy and that's what he was doing all through my life. And, and so I came to this point, 25 years old, and I was crying I was like a baby. And I was like, man, I just don't know anymore, man. 
I just don't know what to do. I don't have the answers. You know, two weeks later, and this is the proof that absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. Because I made a decision way back then that I loved God. And He never left me. I left Him. But I sat there, you know, two weeks later, with all my failings, with all my flaws. I was in a prayer meeting, thanks to my older brother, Ben. There were these missionaries, and they said, man, is there anyone that needed prayer? And I sat back because I I have a reverence for God. I know who God is. I can't fake this stuff. And I said, no, I'm not worthy. So I sat down, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and, and the enemy at the same time. And he said, man, if you stand up, you'll be free. If you stand up, I'll, I'll, I'll free you of everything. And so these missionaries, they said, final call. Is there anyone else that wants to be prayed for? And I was like, man, that's it. Man, I've tried everything. Man, I, I need something to happen. I stood up and I said, man, it's me. Man, I, I, I need prayer. Man, I've got a serious drug addiction. I was smoking 10 joints a day at that stage. I was drinking. I was getting wasted on whatever I could. Man, I had no job. Like I said, I'd gone for 40. I was overqualified for most of them. I said, man, I need soul ties cut for people that I've slept with. Man, I've been living like a dirty, rotten sinner. And they said, yeah, we'll pray for you. And you know, that night, right there, God came in. He broke every single addiction off my life. Why? Because there is nothing that can separate me, you, anyone who is in Christ Jesus from the love of God. And He wants to keep on loving you. Whatever you need tonight, it's right here. It's right here. If you would grab it out of the atmosphere, break through His hair, chains that need to be broken. Man, it's available. It's available all in Him because He's never stopped loving you. He never will stop loving you. And He wants you to fall in love with Him all over again. Let's get to our feet. Come on. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're like, man, far out. I'm feeling like that. Well, I just want every eye closed in this place. Because I don't want to leave Wellington Equipus tonight without giving every single person an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. To say yes to His love. Maybe you're like, man, far out. Maybe you're like how I was, man. I'm not worthy. Well, it doesn't matter about whether you're worthy. It's about who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross that makes you worthy and makes you righteous. And he's wanting to exchange your record for his record tonight. He's wanting that beautiful exchange to happen. In a moment, I'm just going to count to three and On that three, I'm going to get you to chuck your hand in the air and you're just going to say yes to Jesus. Yes, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive that love tonight. Man, it's been too long. Yeah, I have had a wall up towards God and I've wondered why I haven't been receiving. Well, He wants you to receive tonight, whatever you need. So one, God loves you. He always has. He's never going to stop. Two, 
He forgives. He's forgiven you for what He's done on the cross. And three, you're just going to chuck your hand in the air tonight. Say yes to Jesus. Yeah, I see that hand. Say yes to Jesus tonight. Anyone else? The presence of God is right here, right now. Awesome. See that hand. Anyone else? Whatever you're needing. Maybe it's a recommitment tonight. I see that hand. Awesome. Awesome. See that hand at the back. Man, the presence of God, the love of God is right here. He's ministering by His Spirit right now. Yeah, awesome. See that hand, man. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe you've been doing this Christian walk all in your own strength. Maybe you're like, man, yeah, I've been doing things separate. Sure, I've been turning up to church and I've been doing those things, but it just seems mundane. It seems like there's no life in it. It just seems like, man, God wants to refresh that tonight. He's saying, come home. Come home. Is there anyone that needs to recommit their life tonight? Say yes to Jesus afresh. Anyone? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, we're just going to pray a prayer. For those of you that put your hands up.